Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and today we're going to be talking about another older movie, and it's also in black and white, by the way, from one of my least favorite eras in film history, the 60s. Just my <laughs> least favorite, one of my least favorite decades in cinema. The 60s has some of the some of my least favorite movies ever. I fucking hate Easy Rider with a goddamn passion. <laughs> uh, I've never seen A Hard Day's Night or The Monkeys movie, but I don't think I'd enjoy those either. But we're going to talk about, what is it called? It's called The, the Tale, Tale of, of Zatoichi. And it's the very first film in in that series well okay now it's the very first film in that series te- no technically before this there was a movie called the blind menace starring uh shintaro katsu and it my understanding is that it is the movie that sort of led to zatoichi getting made the tale of zatoichi getting made i have not seen the blind menace and it is not part of my zatoichi 25 film collection so yeah and because <laughs> it's not a zatoichi movie it's probably it's yeah. like the he he played a blind guy he, he played a blind fucking samurai guy before everything i'm looking yakuza okay yeah everything i everything i'm seeing about this they're like he's a samurai he's a samurai everything also he apparently meets the one-armed swordsman which is that's one of the last ones and it's one of the few that i have seen which one is that that's like the 23rd or 24th movie oh it is called meets the one-eyed the one-armed swordsman yes one-eyed swordsman Uh, I actually have seen that movie, The One-Armed Swordsman, not the Zatoichi one. I've only seen the Zatoichi one. It's a Shaw Brothers movie, and like Jackie Chan hadn't hit yet, so all it was was these weird, slowly choreographed... This movie actually has some decent sword choreography, but not fucking enough of it. (laughs) I was actually surprised at at the speed and intensity that the choreography was going at. The editing is really good on that scene, but that scene when he when he splits the candle. Yeah, it's cool. (laughs) It's a great scene. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of and I haven't watched a lot of them, to be fair. Japanese like old Japanese dramas with with the sword play and all that stuff. Uh I'm like, you know, give me some give me some Ultraman. (laughs) Give me give me some uh, give me some uh, tokusatsu stuff of idiots fighting monsters and i'm happy that's my japanese culture that's what i want it started out super boring i wrote a lot of notes about how it this reminds me of degrassi or 90210 (laughs) when is somebody gonna get stabbed (laughs) and you know what i'm talking about you're laughing you obviously know the parts that i'm talking about i know i know exactly what you're talking about all that, all that background drama shit with and like I, the dude and his sister. And I did not give her. two shits about that at all. I could. I'm just like fucking a. Can we just? Can this just be an action movie? You must have been really happy when Zato, when at the end of the movie, Zatoichi is like walking through the forest instead of taking the main road because oh, he knows she's on it. Yes, <laughs> waiting for him. He's just like fuck that shit. Yeah. Well, he's like, you don't want to hang out with an old blind guy. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I got to say, though, I got to say, this is what makes me worry about myself is the fact that when I watch that scene, the scene where she's like, but I'll I'll walk, I'll be your cane. I'll, you know, I don't care if people laugh at me. I just want to be with you. That's exactly what I want. (laughs) They knew each other for like 30 seconds. I want someone who will be like, who will be like, I don't care if you're, you know, fucking nerd who just, you're a fat nerd who's on a podcast and, you know, like, like you don't have any direction in life. I'll I'll float around directionless with you. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want. That's that's what I had until she gave me direction. <laughs> See, there you, yeah, I'm great with that. I'm great with that. Yeah. I want to find someone to give me direction. Oh, yeah. You should have so, you should have met me consequ- back then. Consequently, I watch a movie like this and I'm just like, it perfectly scratches that <laughs> romantic itch, but at the same time, Zatoichi is like sort of a tragic character and con- and consequently he will always end up alone. And uh so while it partly scratches that itch, it, it also scratches my depression itch in a way. <laughs> so there are twenty three or wait, how many of these movies? Twenty five. End of one twenty six. Twenty six well, yeah, uh, in the original Well no there, in that there are twenty five in the original series. series. 
there's the Blind Menace, and there's the 1990s one that Katsu himself directed. 1989. Oh, it was in 89. My mistake. It's the 26th one. Yeah, which is just called Zatoichi. Zatoichi Darkness is his ally, according to uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> that's more of like a tagline that's on the thing. It's just called Zatoichi. Like when the title comes up, it doesn't say Zatoichi Darkness is his ally. There was a 2003 film called Just Zatoichi. That was a remake by, oh, fuck. I think it's the guy who did. It's Takeshi Kitano wrote it and. Isn't he the guy who did. Oh, and he directed isn't it. Isn't he the guy who did uh, Battle Royale? I don't know. He's a Japanese comedian, television presenter, actor, filmmaker, and author. Wow. I think he's the guy who who, who acted in Battle Royale oh, as okay. the teacher. You know, I still have not fucking seen that movie. Really? Yeah, I know. It's a really good movie. But you know what I have seen? I've seen Hunger Games. Fuck you. And I've read all three of the books. I don't have a problem with... <laughs> well, I mean, I have a problem with Hunger Games, but it's not that it copies Battle Royale. It, my problem with both Battle Royale and Hunger Games is the same, in that if you're going to write a story about children killing each other, you should have the balls to go all the way with it. I know. You've talked about that before. Yes, I have. <laughs> Ad nauseum, I'm sure. Oh, he's in both Battle Royale And Royal I will movies. continue to talk about it. The Monster X Strikes Back. What the fuck's that? That sounds awesome. I have no idea. But yeah, there's a lot of these fucking movies. You know, I used to have the 89 Zatoichi movie, and then it's not as good as the old ones. It isn't. But now I feel like I need to get it again in order to complete my set, as well as The Blind Menace. Well, you gotta. You know what else? You need. You need. And some, I need to get the TV show. You need some Blind Fury. You need Rutger Hauer in your life. <laughs> Blind Fury is basically it is sup- an American an American adaptation of Zatoichi. It's a remake. It says it's a remake of the seventeenth film in the series, which is Zatoichi Challenged. There you go. And I've never seen it. I've I heard of it. I haven't seen that one either. I, oh, I've seen I've seen Blind Fury. I've never seen Blind Fury. I loved it back in back in like 1989 or 90 whenever I saw it. I can't remember. Uh, I fucking love that movie. It was so badass. And that's part of why I love Zatoichi because, you know, he's the original badass. And he's so he's such a likable character. He's a great character. I watched it with my son and at the end of the movie, first off, my son immediately is prejudiced against black and white movies. Oh yeah. He's just like as soon as he see he's like <laughs> is it in black Black and white, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, did, did the one that you watched it was it in a weird letterbox because the DVD that you gave me is in this weird letterbox I'm pretty sure the top and the bottom is like cut off a little bit because every once in a while people would like stand up and their the top of their heads would be out of frame for a second oh no <laughs> like oh, I, bummer. I, I saw enough of it all the everything was in screen and everything was it was the kind of letterbox where you got the black bars on the sides and the top and bottom it was yeah it was in a box oh fuck <laughs> man I'm sorry it was weird no I got the I got that criterion edition yeah, you got the good stuff perfect formatted so is the criterion one does that have the 25 it's movies? got all 25 movies wow and it's a gorgeous box too how much uh i <laughs> did not pay full price for it okay did uh, you do the half off i got thing? it i got it on the 50 percent off and i got it at barnes and noble so not only was it 50 percent off i got another 10 percent off because i'm a oh, barnes and noble member nerd so i only ended up paying about 100 bucks for it but it's oh, wow. about it's a it's about a 200 dollar set yeah how much was that godzilla one and how big is that fucking thing by the, the way? godzilla what the zedoichi the, the godzilla, godzilla? one the godzilla one <laughs> is about 20 it's about 12 by 24 okay yep that sounds right yeah because i i saw i got i can't remember what video it was it was it might have been a cinemassacre or something talking about like putting dvds on shelves and like why the fuck is oh i think it was an episode of this is bullshit or something or you know what's bullshit <laughs> It's a piece of art. The Zatoichi box set is a piece of art. The Godzilla box set is a piece of art. Incidentally, they both come with a really cool feature, which is individual original art for every movie. Oh, that's cool. That makes me happy. I really want the Godzilla one. The Godzilla set is fucking amazing. Going going back to my I'd rather watch Ultraman than Samurai. I get it. Samurai. I don't blame you. I'm I'm not as I'm not huge on samurai movies either, but I love Zatoichi. And yeah, but given the choice between like if you said pick a genre, oh I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna pick <laughs> kaiju every time. Yes. Give me a give me giant monsters crushing the city. Yes. I'm there. And then uh, and I do want those fucking Ultraman sets. Those look so those pretty. are cool as shit. I saw them at Best Buy. I'm like, ooh. I want to start nice. I want to start where where it started too. I want to get the Ultra Q. Ultra Q, yep. And then get Ultraman and then get uh what is Ultra Whatever. What's the next one? They're, Ultra 7. They have t- they have there's three or four, four of no, them there's out four now. of them now. there's four of them yeah. out now i want all of them they look cool can't as hell remember but i i also want i also yeah. want to get a release of spider-man 
which like they, a real high def release, which they don't have yet. Oops, I don't we need that. that. We need a a good high def release of those Spider Man shows. I'd be all over that. So let's see. It goes well. There's Ultraman, Return of Ultraman, Ultraman Ace, and obviously cool. Ultra Q. I don't know which I'm all order about that they go. They're numbered. The 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 sets are numbered. I would have them all right now, except I'm I'm saving up to get a new computer because my computer's kind of starting to die. Off. Oh, Ultraman Ace is the fifth one that's not even out yet. So we're missing a we're missing the third one. You assheads. Well, I haven't even gotten the first. I haven't even gotten the first four yet. I still have that first, uh, the first season or the first series on on DVD that a friend gave to me years ago. Nice, because he had to move to England and he's like, oh fuck it, just take these. I'm like, okay. Let's talk about we the movie. We should probably talk about the tale of Zatoichi. So the very first thing that I wrote down, like I was waiting for shit to happen. I actually, <laughs> I watched the opening credits on 1.5 speed just so I could get through them. <laughs> you lazy motherfucker. <laughs> but the first thing I wrote down is that Zatoichi's a hustler. He f- <laughs> yes, he is. Like the second you meet him, he's like sitting there, li- I was going to say watching, but he's listening to these guys play the that dice game, whatever. And he's like, hey, can I get on on this shit? And they're like, oh yeah, you're blind, right? How the fuck are you going to do this? He's like, it'll be fine. <laughs> This is part of this is part of what makes Zatoichi great. Is he comes in and he's like he immediately takes advantage of people's predisposition to believe that he's helpless. He does a good job. Like he he has the he has the dice in the cup and then he shakes it and then he flips it over and the dice fall out, which we find out in like a minute that he did that on purpose. He's like a much them. he's like a much less serious version of Yojimbo. And he also meets Yojimbo. He does. Yes. Movies. There's I, I can't wait to watch Zatoichi meets Yojimbo. But every time I think of because. I love Toshiro Mifune. Every time I hear the word Yojimbo, I think and of it Ninja better, Turtles. It better fucking be Toshiro Mifune in that role, too. If it's not, someone's going to die. I don't. I know nothing of Yojimbo except for the Ninja Turtle character, Yusagi Yojimbo. Oh, dude, you should watch it. It's you. Have you seen... Um, He's a samurai uh, rabbit. Have you seen Fistful of Dollars? No. Have you seen The Warrior and the Sorceress? No. I, I own three versions of Yojimbo. <laughs> I have... Yeah. They're from the 60s, aren't they? No. Uh, Warrior <laughs> and the Sorceress is from 84. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, well, I Guess. Fistful of Dollars is from the 60s. <sighs> How the fuck have you not seen Fistful of Dollars? Come on, dude. I don't know. Something about cousin fucking and cowboys and stuff. I'm sure I can come up with a joke. Cousin fucking? <laughs> You're thinking of the wrong genre, buddy. <laughs> I'm not talking about deliverance. Not all not all cowboys are rednecks, I guess. Oh, I those Leo, those Leone Westerns are awesome, dude. I watched like the first 20 minutes of... Of course, if in fairness, if you don't like samurai movies, the, the Leone Westerns are all based on samurai They're, movies. Yeah, I know. I did watch the remake of magnificent seven <laughs> which is based on that's of course, not but the magnificent seven wasn't a leone movie no oh, it wasn't oh no. fuck <laughs> but it was based on akira kurosawa's seven it samurai was, yeah right. which my son to this day remembers i i i showed him seven samurai when he was five and he remembers it and especially Toshiro mifune who plays the crazy uh samurai he loved that guy oh well i've never seen it so i wouldn't rem- i wouldn't know anyways you i know what watch it, is. it i know who kurosawa is and all that shit you uh, have a fucking movie podcast you haven't seen make uh I seven know. samurai yikes because I only want I only want to watch movies that I like that I want to watch you know dude seven That's samurai part is of a it. fucking cool movie <laughs> seven samurai is a legit great movie I did it's not it's not it's not the stuff of legend for no reason how long is it those movies are it's either really fucking long I was going to say it's the almost 4 hours movies back then are either super short or super long I it's fucking yeah it's really they long. hadn't quite found a balance yet <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate this movie being very normal length with 96 minutes. Yeah, clocks right in, right, right in the, right in the sweet spot of normal. Yes, that that was very nice. So the dice thing, right? He, yeah. Sorry for you. You fucking derailed <laughs> sorry me again. For derailing you <laughs> with my Yojimbo comment. Fuck. Fucking Yojimbo, and you and you didn't you didn't even appreciate my Ninja Turtles thought about it. I absolutely appreciated it. I just didn't have anything to say <sighs> on that one. I'm sorry I didn't yes and you. Yeah. Fuck. God damn it. I apologize. Oh, sorry. That was an angry fuck. We're supposed to be. This is a happy. Fuck. This is a happy dungeon basement. (laughs) But he he does that thing where the dice are on the outside. And apparently they just pick like, oh, is it even or odd? So you have a 50-50 chance of getting it. But obviously they can see the dice and he lifts up the cup and they're like, ah, it's that. And there nobody tells him. But then he does it again. And this time the dice fall out and they're like, oh, it's it's odd or whatever. And then then he like kind of feels for the cup, but he (laughs) grabs the dice that are like, oh, shit, these fell out of my sleeve. Whoops. (laughs) and then he lifts up the cup and then of course it's the opposite of what those ones on the outside were and then they they accuse him of cheating he did (laughs) but he he knew they would also yes he did yes he did there's no good guys here 
that's what makes him so great. He's <laughs> he, he's he's one of those gray zone anti-heroes. He's like he's like Eastwood in uh Good the Bad and the Ugly, you know. Who is essentially the same character in all those movies yeah, but plays a is. different character in all those movies. True. <laughs> But yes, he's the same character. Then again, I don't know if is he's Eastwood, just Eastwood is Eastwood that good of an actor in the first place? Is he just kind of <laughs> he just kind of plays that same character in every well, movie? Well, I don't know, man. Have you seen Have you seen Grand Turin? I knew you were going to bring it up. Yes, no, I have yes. not. <laughs> no, you should. I know I should. Fucking Clint Eastwood. I did watch Attack the Block today, so there is that. That's a good movie. Uh, that is that is a criminally underseen movie, much like The Tale of Satoichi. Yeah, nobody ever talks about Attack the Block. They did for a minute. Ain't It Cool News was a big proponent oh, of it. But, back when it first came out? But just when it first <laughs> yeah. came out. Right after it came out on DVD, they talked about it, and then nobody ever mentioned it again. Love it. And now John Boyega is a thing because of Star Wars, so now they're like, oh, hey, he was in He was in that? In Star Wars? No, I know he's in Star Wars. He was oh, in Attack the Block? Yeah, he plays the, the, the boss gang guy. I did not, not know not, that. Not the boss gang guy, like the... Like the, the leader, bo- the leader of, the of the main characters, yeah. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah. Oh fuck, man. Being all British and that shit. was a cool movie. I remember. I remember when I when that came out. Yeah, man. That movie flowed so differently than I thought it was going to. Yes. Like it's an alien invasion movie with kids. You think it's gonna go one way? It doesn't though. Yeah. The aliens are fucking cool though. They are. Fuck. <laughs> they were. There was such a great design. Like just doing them all with that completely light absorb that absorbing was awesome. black was. Oh, what a great fucking idea. They were so creepy. It's not as fun as you would expect either. It's not. Doesn't have the the happiest. End ending and all that shit well i i remember hearing um hearing nick frost was in it and so of, of course oh, immediately your mind yeah. goes to like you know the the yes. edgar wright movies yep. but no it's it's a it's a really good like just straight up alien invasion movie yep it's some good stuff and it has nothing to do with this like literally you couldn't compare those these two movies attack the block and zatuichi aside Ex- from the fact that they're shot on video cameras except to they, say they star people that they are both very underrated okay there we go <laughs> and underseen so after after that scene i just kind of watched the movie some more without taking any notes and then everybody starts talking about all their fucking drama <laughs> and that that is when it becomes Degrassi. Yes, I, I admit that it is. It is a straight up Japanese melodrama for a, a lot of it. It was like fucking a man. Like the acting is all really good, so that's fine. But oh my god, I don't care who got who pregnant. This is why I don't watch those shows. <laughs> I don't care. Like this movie is about it. It's it's literally about a guy who is blind but is also awesome at sword fighting. Can we have some of that, please? <laughs> I all right. Here's here's my thought on it. Here's my thought on it. They didn't want to shoot their wad on Ugh. the action because you can only go so far with it, and they know that. So they want to really save it up, make the few action scenes really awesome, which they did. Which they did. Come on, you even ha- you have to. Admit, oh no, the action scenes were awesome. The action scenes were awesome, and especially that final sword fight between him and uh, what what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, he, it wasn't Hedo. It was he was from he was from Edo. Uh, shit. It started with an H though. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, him and the other him and the other uh the other samurai the fight between them was fucking awesome really short but pretty good yeah it was like obi-wan and vader you know like only better because they they actually liked each other we they built up this friendship honestly i would have rather seen more of that than <laughs> okay the and i was i was gonna yeah yes and right. i'm like if if we have to do a zatoichi remake in the future it should 100 primarily be focused on these two who know they have to fight each other at some point but they also become friends and they have to yeah. do that thing and it should be 90 percent focused on that you can have the drama going on off to the side but don't make that the focal point don't fucking i will say the relationship between the woman and zatoichi is it's pretty half-assed in that they say have one scene together yeah they and then... ha- yeah they basically meet each other once and she falls in love with him which you know i mean i can't blame her he's he's adorable he's charming and he's probably really cuddly too because he's kind of got a body like you and me which <laughs> is part of the reason i'm sure that he's like my favorite action star because <laughs> he makes me feel like i could be an action star yeah, there aren't really, huh, I don't know, uh, fat action stars. You know what? That's It's the wrestlers. And I want a gorgeous woman like that to just madly fall in love with me all of a sudden. And she is gorgeous. I mean, she's like, oh, I'm not pretty. I'm like, go fuck yourself, lady. I'm not pretty. There was a chick who looked pretty until she smiled, right? And then like the... Her the, solid black teeth. Yeah. The mistress who the guy yeah. married. And they're like, oh, you're so lucky. That guy let you marry her, his mistress. What the fuck? I'm like, well, there's probably a reason. I had to look, I had to look <laughs> that up 
Uh, I had a Wikipedia that. It turns out dyeing your teeth black was a thing in a lot of Asian cultures, oh. especially back then. Oh, I thought her teeth it was were like, just a, like rotten or No, something. it was a status symbol to dye your teeth black. Huh, why? It was considered a sign of beauty. Okay, sure. Now, if, if you have black teeth, there's some problems. My guess would be it probably had to do with, like, if you had black teeth, then it would be impossible to tell if they had started to rot. <laughs> you oh, know, like, that's, that's you couldn't tell point. if someone got a really nasty cavity or if their tooth went gray or something like yeah. that right in the front. You wouldn't be able to tell. That is a fair point. But I don't know. I'm just speculating. I didn't read the whole Wikipedia article. I just looked it up to see if that was a thing. And it is. Or was. Was. Maybe it still is. I don't know. Possibly. I don't live over there. I'm not going. I'm not going. You know, there's probably there's probably some Japanese goth girls who are like, we're going to dye our teeth black and get tattoos and shit like that. There is a big like metal scene over there. There's a metal scene everywhere. Did you hear Rollins bit about that? He was like, that is (laughs) that is the universal music is death metal. He says, no matter where you go, he's like, I go all over the world. It's like these back mountain hills of Tibet where you got to hike for 45 miles and (laughs) and it's all uphill, all up mountains for three days to get there. And you ask him, you you find some kid in that village and ask him about the local music. He's like, well, there's death metal. There's a lot of death metal. That's awesome. That is fucking great. Yeah, because all the all the Nordic countries have all these happy power metal bands. Oh my well, god! Well, they got a lot of death metal in the they Nordic do. countries. They oh, do. There's just there's just metal of all shapes over yeah. there. I found a joke power metal band that are really good, but I and I'd heard their name before, and I never wanted to listen to them because I just I was lazy. But then Angus McFife from Glory Hammer is in one of their songs. <laughs> You and Glory Hammer. I should have known it was coming back. So I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. Fuck it. I'll listen to it. I'm bored. And it turns out he plays Odin. He's Odin in the... Nice. He's like... He tells everybody how great Ikea is. (laughs) 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 And yeah, I had to show it to Rachel because she loves Ikea. (laughs) And then they have... Oh God, they have this one song. It's... God, what was it called? It was called uh, something reggaeton, but it was... It, they were making fun. It was about death metal. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, it was about all the black metal bands. I think it was called Black Metal Reggaeton. There we go. Uh-huh. It was about all those early 90s black metal bands from Norwegian. From, from Norwegian. From Norway. <laughs> from Norwegia. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I recognize all these names because of all that black metal research I did for some fucking reason. Because uh-huh. I watched that movie and I listened to last podcast on the left about it. What it, movie? Lords of Lords of Chaos. Oh, the that's one. the one. That's the one you loaned me, isn't it? No, that's uh, Losers Take All. Oh. That's that's a happy movie about a punk band. Lords of Chaos is a depressing movie about a, about uh, church burnings and gay killings and head stabbings. Oh my! Because dark. The Norwegian black metal scene was one percent about the music and ninety nine percent about all that other shit. Oh okay. Yeah, fun. That sounds awful. It yeah, the music's not very good. <laughs> Aesthetically, it's all it's all fun to watch. Yeah, it's really interesting. But these guys are fucking nuts, and one of them is dead because he got stabbed in the head. Uh, well, yeah, I imagine you know. So more drama, drama drama blah 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 and then we finally get to see everybody's touting zatoichi as this great well one guy is touting one guy is touting zatoichi and it's it's a guy who he everybody else is like are you fucking with us like what's going on so zatoichi goes to this like he just kind of makes his way to this town that's apparently run by this yakuza boss or something yeah and he's like oh you yeah i know you you said you know you you zatoichi says you told me to stop by if i was ever in town so he does and i don't know if he just kind of shows up there because and then they're like hey you should do this thing for us because he the, the yakuza boss knows that war is they call it war but it's just like 20 assholes fighting each other with swords <laughs> it's closer to 100 come on <laughs> it's not quite 100 but you're right you're right so I mean, 90 I, assholes fighting each other with swords <laughs> it's gang war that's what it is it's yeah. gang war and uh, that's what yakuza is yakuza are basically yeah. gangs of the day they're still around yeah that's true oh shit we're not supposed to say that <laughs> Sorry, guys. Guess what? I'm not cutting that out. I'm a badass. This is America. We do what we want. (laughs) The fucking Yakuza guys fucking love that they're Yakuza guys. You know it. (laughs) Probably. I was going to say they're in their bathhouses and stuff, but that's the triads from Rush Hour, so never mind. Different country. Different. Co- Come on, man. Get it right, you fucking racist. Fuck. So the first scene where Zatoichi actually does show off his sword swordsmanship, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's really cool. He doesn't want to either. He's just like, dude, would you leave me the fuck alone? I don't really wanna, <laughs> don't want to do this. And the the dude keeps bugging him, and then keeps he keeps shit talking him too. The boss is, keeps shit talking him, calls him calling him a freeloader and blah blah blah. And then the guys are all like, oh, what, who the fuck is this guy? And then he stand, and then it turns out he's in the room with him. Oh yeah, and he. 
he, it, yeah, it's like that scene in Batman Begins where he just kind of pops up out of nowhere. And he's like, I can't, I can't let, I can't let my reputation be uh, stepped on by these idiots. You know, they are all idiots with really weird hair. What is with those fucking that haircuts? That fucking samurai then? haircut. I don't know what the deal is with that. That is a very bizarre haircut. It seems but impractical. It is ubiquitous in, yeah. those, in those samurai movies. Like, you know, it's like I can see like all the like Romans and stuff like shaving their hair off completely because they don't want anybody to be able to grab it and cut their throats or whatever. No, these guys have long hair. These guys have except- long hair except for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then male pattern baldness on top. You know that has to be where it came from. One samurai boss or some shit like that had male pattern baldness <laughs> and he was like, no, this is a sign of my devotion or some shit like that. You know, it's like it's, <laughs> it's an honor it. thing. And, uh, and everybody just went with it because he was the boss. That's probably exactly what happened. In the 1800s, that ha- that's what happened. Probably more like the 1400s. I but don't yeah. know. The movies take place in the 1800s. I don't fucking know. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? This movie specifically. <laughs> One throwaway line that I don't quite understand in this scene. He talks about, he's, he was, he's a masseuse also. And we learn later that he's not classically trained. He just kind of started doing it. <laughs> uh, fun fact, uh, with regards to that, Zatoichi literally means number one masseuse. Does, okay, cool. Can we get a Zatoichi with a happy ending? <laughs> Just, sorry, just I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't mean to derail you there. You keep doing that. Makes I know. I'm sorry. I'm cry. But the you need a massage. Yes, with a happy ending. Like I said. <laughs> okay, but I only go in through the back door. So, like, not like Fox and the Hound. More like Cinderella. More like the movie Fox and the Hound, which had a happy ending. Less like the book, which has just the tr- most tragic fucking flow of events that has ever happened in a in a I don't children's know. book. End of the Fox and the Hound was pretty sad to me. Well, at least everybody lives. Yeah, everybody lives. But I've never read the book. Nobody lives. <laughs> there you go. And they none Good of them times. none of them die in like heroic fashion either. They all die in these tragic fucking awful ways. <laughs> Good God, this guy is fucking. Ugh. I, I just read the synopsis. I did not read the book, and my <laughs> mouth was just hanging open the whole time. And Rachel's sitting like, "What the fuck? What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm reading this thing," and I'm just like, "Oh," the whole time. I'm I'm, I'm like I'm crying because you know Todd's heart explodes because he's getting chased <laughs> by the dogs. God damn it! Well, that a lot of foxes <laughs> die that way. It's not a that thing. Not that fox. Damn it! He lived a long happy life according to disney because that was that was the disney era where they didn't want to murder every animal yeah <laughs> they were like well people got a little pissed off about bambi um yeah we're gonna we're gonna so go easier on you kids <laughs> and then the 80s came and they're like never mind <laughs> our job is to make kids pee their pants do you ever <laughs> see you ever see the uh black cauldron no i've seen i you know maybe i have when i was a kid but i've seen clips from it you haven't you didn't see it when you were a kid because it didn't it, it got a theatrical release well, and that was it it never got a video release until like 1997 huh okay well maybe not i hmm. well fuck so no i've never seen it then if that's the case it's uh, dark god this is a hard this is a hard movie to talk about though i feel like nothing happens in it and then there's like three scenes where i'm so like you yeah. wait you were saying you were saying the thing that that you were saying something doesn't make sense about his speech did he say that, that he started training three years ago or was that did i just misunderstand that because he no. said something about three years no like, he he said that like you're that good after three years are you a fucking superhero what's going on maybe he's maybe maybe he's just naturally gifted you know what a piece i mean of obviously he must be well yeah uh, but this is where he cuts that candle in half which i i kind of just expected him to like just grab the sword and really quick and then it, it would just fall over like <laughs> no but no he grabs the candle and he's like what does he say he says he says like, you can you can see oh yeah but can you do this but can, yeah but can you do this? and then he tosses the candle up in the air grabs his sword flicks it out and his flick is really awesome like he does he does a really good just quick flick of the sword up in the air and then is in, is already sliding it back into its sheath when the candle hits the floor split perfectly even the wick is split yeah. perfectly and it's in still half. lit yeah which doesn't happen <laughs> It's impossible, I'm sure, but it's a fucking awesome. It's a fucking awesome moment in it, it display nice, of prowess. It was a nice thing. So I just said he cuts a candle in half really fast, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, and everybody's like, "Holy shit! Oh god!" Ah. More shit happens. I did not take a lot of notes either, so I have no fucking idea what the hell. Because I just, I just feel like they were like, "Oh, your girlfriend's pregnant." You know, she's not my girlfriend. I don't even like her. Like, no, you got to go see her. No, I don't wanna. No, no, I will. You liar. That guy was a fucking douche. Whoever that actor is, I know I've seen that actor in other <laughs> things, and they really picked him perfectly because he just has a face that you want to see get punched. 
I haven't seen that a lot lately. Eventually, the next note I have is when the Yakuza leader is like, "Hey, man, are you gonna fight in this? You're gonna you're gonna fight with us, right?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of like, well, I was hoping not to. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's not even no. It's just like I don't really wanna. <laughs> I was I was thinking of leaving tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that, that's right. I was like I wanna I wanna I wanna leave tomorrow, and he's like, okay, I'll give you three Rio, whatever the hell that is. Their I, money. Apparently, it's a lot of money. That's. And he's like, no, I think I'm gonna leave tomorrow. He's like, how about five? <laughs> no, I'm leaving. I'm leaving tomorrow. No, it's cool. I'm good. <laughs> How about eight? He's like, uh, I guess I can stay. <laughs> but this this three you just gave me, that's a that's an advance, right? <laughs> <laughs> Always hustling this guy. I love Zetoichi, man. I love him. He just he he just does not give shit one about this guy, and he's just like, nah, let's see how much we can get out of him. And uh, the, but he does it with that he does it with that quintessentially Japanese politeness, where he's like, it's not the money, it's not the but when you press me like this, you make it hard for me to leave. Yes, <laughs> this is your movie, man. Well, then, kinda... okay, okay. <laughs> lead me. The one thing I... the one thing that happens that I feel needs mentioning is when he does finally have his scene with that pretty girl, which um, I do not. I remember it happening, but I don't remember it. Well, she she's talking to him and she's basically like asking him, you know, how did you end up doing this? And he, and he says, well, you know, this kind of a lifestyle. Yeah, she she asked him, well, if you don't like this lifestyle, because he, he kind of goes on about it, about how it's how it's a stupid lifestyle, the Yakuza lifestyle. And, and it's it's really stupid and <laughs> only a fool would get into it. And she's like, well, why don't you get out of it? And he says, well, it's kind of like a bog. It's easy to fall into, but it's really hard to get out of once you're in it. And that's an important line because of what happened at the end with her brother is that why he couldn't get out of there <laughs> yes because it was a body it, it was quicksand okay. down there basically oh that makes more sense yeah i'm just like what well, these idiots can't swim yeah it, it looked like he just <laughs> couldn't figure out swimming but no that that it actually related directly back to that line okay that make that makes way more sense now i'm glad you cleared that up clearly yeah. i was paying attention <laughs> i i wouldn't have minded if there was if there was more between zatoichi and that woman i would have just liked to have seen it develop naturally instead of uh it was a little forced their it's, love story it's almost like she's like well everybody else is doing it i love you take me with you this place sucks <laughs> that's kind of how i look at it i look at her and her going after him like she just wanted to get the fuck out of there and with her brother who wouldn't want to get oh, the fuck out of there that guy that guy's a piece of shit yeah like she basically just wanted to get the hell out of there and he was he was a perfect opportunity he was on his way out he's cute she like you know she liked him he's a nice guy and uh even if he's a hustler he's he's kind of a sweet hustler you know he's 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 a teddy bear zatoichi is a teddy bear who occasionally can sprout claws and rip your fucking face off i want a sword i wanted a cane sword after i saw zatoichi the first because i saw zatoichi for the first time i was probably 23 years old 24 you know so it was like i was i was still just just in i was just coming out of peak douche mode And I was like, I want one of those fucking swords, man. I remember my friend, I was at his house and he had a cane and he pointed it at me and said, dude, hold on to this. Grab this thing. Pull on it. So I grab it and I pull on it. He pulls out and the sword fucking comes out. I saw this right before Kill Bill, actually. The first Zatoichi movie that I saw, which I think was, I think it was Zatoichi. No, I don't think it was Zatoichi and the One-Armed Swordsman. It was one of the middle ones. It it wasn't the first one. (laughs) That sweet ass cane sword, which uh, another fun fact, he uses the exact same sword in every movie even though he gave it to that kid at the end yep he re- obviously he gets it back in the second well, he, one i mean he does say that he he will come back in a year to pay respects to the yeah so he probably comes back and my guess is he comes back and gets the sword i don't know i'm probably i'm probably gonna end up watching it like tomorrow or some shit like well, that watch cause... it and tell me because i feel like the uh, the first three movies all came out in the same year yeah they made 25 so... movies in the span of like 10 years yeah that's a lot yeah they made these movies past but uh anyway yeah i remember seeing that sword and then seeing kill bill and thinking which would i rather have a hattori hanzo sword or a zatoichi's sword you can more easily murder people with a cane sword because you know you can pretend it's a cane yeah (laughs) yeah can't sneak it onto an airplane or anything well in the kill bill world you don't have to sneak it on they have sword sword scabbards in the uh in the airplane seats remember (laughs) Hattori Hanzo and Zatoichi are like my two favorite, my two favorite sword wielding characters. And he, he reminded me a lot of Zatoichi because Zatoichi, you know, he's charming in that same way that Hattori Hanzo is charming. I do know who Sunny Chiba is. 
because you know martial arts movies. And I stuff. I learned about Sonny <laughs> Chiba because of Kill Bill, and then I went and I watched the Street Fighter movies. Do you know how I learned about him? Uh, I went to Hastings and I rented the Street Fighter movie, going like it's a Street Fighter movie. <laughs> and then the first I did, I never finished it. I still have not gone back to it yet. Oh seriously? Yeah. It was it was a Saturday morning. I pop it on. It's not what you expected though. The first thing I remember seeing is a guy getting thrown out of a fucking window and blood just pouring out of his head. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to go outside. <laughs> How fucking old were you? Not that old. Oh, I was I was man. just a little kid. You know, I thought oh. he was Ryu. <laughs> of course you did. Because I was like yep. six, seven years old. No, you know? I, re- I remember being that age and you see like you see a title like that that you associate real strongly with something. You expect things that have that name to be associated directly with that. Also, when you see things with numbers in the title, you expect it that it refers to a sequence. Do you remember the movie Defcon 4? No. There was a movie called... But you thought it was Defcon 4 of 4. Of 4. <laughs> I thought, well, I haven't seen Defcon 1, 2, or 3, so I can't watch Defcon 4. When did Defcon 1 come out? <laughs> I didn't have the sequel thing until I was a little older, mm. so I, I'd watch fucking whatever, whatever, whenever I wanted. I learned the sequel rule real young. I don't remember exactly how young, but I think Defcon 4 came out in like 86, and by then I had figured it out. But I mean, I was 7 in 86, so. Yeah. Now I have the sequel rule, and it drives me nuts. My friend made me go to see fucking Mission Impossible 5, and I have not yet seen any of the other ones. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't want to. He's like, it's fine. They're episodic. They have nothing to do do with each other I'm like you that's are, actually true like you're a prick for making me do this you know it's that. like bond you don't <laughs> need to have seen any of the other ones i was actually surprised that the respect women were given in this movie though oh in uh, zato yeah her brother does basically facilitate her attempted rape but then Zato, oh right i totally forgot Zato about Ichi, that then ichi shows up and uh yeah the guy and the lo- guy turns into a giant pussy because he knows this guy could <laughs> destroy him with a with a flick of his wrist if he wanted to. So what was the deal with them? She was married to him or something? I think she was married to and, him and then she left him. Yeah. Because he's a piece of shit. Obviously, he proves he's a piece of shit in the he course of the movie. He misses her so much, though. I miss, I miss you so much. Just let me rape you. Yeah. I'm just going to I'm just gonna rape you to show you how much I love it's you. It's fine. It's fine. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. You know, the, you know the crazy thing is, is that actually probably was a very common attitude, especially back in the era that the movie is set in, of like, I'll show her how much much i love her i'll hold her down and rape her <laughs> that's probably true yeah that yeah, yeah that probably was a was a very prevalent mindset gross now she'll see how much i care when i hold her down and force her to fuck me that seems so nice <laughs> oh I, yeah. I i honestly can't believe all women are lesbians i i <laughs> no i would 100 oh, percent understand could not blame a single one Oh, men are awful. Some women are awful, but men are no, also no. Awful. They're women. Are women are pieces of shit. But <laughs> but yeah, it's just like the constant shittery that women have had to put up. with. Really nice women have had to put up with the constant level of bullshit from dudes. I mean, if guys have to deal with like a woman being really really shitty, she's probably just a really shitty person, and it's probably like explosively obvious that she's a really <laughs> shitty person. And and the dudes that they're dealing with are are generally really shitty dudes like like they're generally shitty because they were raised around shitty people there's just like a universal shittiness that we're we're kind of finally starting to pull ourselves out of my next note after the the hustling i put more degrassi of course because yeah you're not wrong the the chick whose name i can't remember tame or something like that because her brother's name is tate yeah it, it's spelt like tate but i yeah, did i, I did hear the dad actually yeah, say tate. it yeah so they're talking about his girlfriend again and everybody screams twice this happens by the way there's a dead body oh my god there's a dead body and it turns out she's uh floating in the lake you never find out what actually happens to her like i thought it was going to come out that he killed her yeah but he did i mean it's obvious he did like i it's uh, obvious he, he has the scene where he comes back from being away all day okay and does ichi he? says to him you smell like a woman oh, you got shit. in a fight with a woman oh yep and he says, what? No, I didn't. I haven't been around any woman. And yeah. he's very obviously lying. And then when his sister, <laughs> when his sister is like, is like, you killed her. And he gets this look on her face like, what the fuck? No, he's oh. like, no, I didn't. And she's like, even if you didn't do it with your own hand, you drove her to it. And he's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that. That makes yeah, more sense. That's what I did. But yeah, I put that she maybe killed herself. Because, <laughs> but, but no, you are absolutely right. He I did her. not. I didn't put that together. But yeah, that's, that's a thing. This guy's a real piece of shit. He really is. But he'll 
he'll get his at the end. Shortly after that, we find out that the other swordsman, he has consumption, which is like, isn't that like tuberculosis, tuberculosis or something? Yeah, which was fatal back then. Yeah. Now you get a little shot and you have a bump on your arm and it's really weird. And if the bump goes away, you're fine. If it gets bigger, you're dead. My little second littlest sister had tuberculosis when, she, when we adopted her. Oh, nice. We all had That's... to get tuberculosis shots. Aren't they the best? Yeah, you, you know, you just get that little weird bubble of juice under your skin, which is kind of gross. <laughs> it is. I've had to do it a bunch of times because yeah. I worked at a retirement home. Uh, yeah, so they did it every year. It doesn't hurt or anything. It's just... It's just like a normal shot, yeah. but... Yeah, it ugh. just seems gross. Yeah, because you do have a, a little bubble. A little like, bubble of liquid. Ugh. Anyways, I'm glad I don't do that job anymore. Mm. Old people are gross. Yeah, well, you're not wrong Well, there. that is partly true, actually. One time one of the one of the ladies stabbed one of the RAs <laughs> with a butter knife. <laughs> so. Wow. But, you know, the best part about that is that I'm sure all the, all the people that live there when I work there are all dead now. Probably true. I'm going to go in there next time I go back, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how many of them are still alive. <laughs> you go back a lot? No. No, I never fucking go back there. Now my, my grandma used to live there, too, so she's, she's dead, so I have so literally no, no, no reason, reason to ever step foot in that fucking building again. So... Consumption. Consumption sucks. It makes you puke. It makes you makes you puke blood, by the way. Yeah. But he wants to fight Zatoichi. This is where they actually start to... They meet, like, fishing. Zatoichi is fishing, and then that dude comes up, and he's like, hey, you catch anything or whatever? Yeah. Then they just kind of start making friends. And I, I didn't know who he was at first, because he just kind of pops up. That's the first time you see him, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the first time you see him is when they're fishing, and then later it turns out that he's the secret the secret uh, ace-in-the-hole character that the, uh, the opposing boss has recruited. God, through the whole movie, I'm just like fuck more of them yeah that is such an interesting oh. thing yeah like, absolutely it's been done before sure but like sure, that's yeah. a, that's an interesting dynamic that's yeah that's good it's a trope because it works yeah we it, seriously i'm i'll remake this movie and i'll just <laughs> i will focus on that i will do it it'll be great they'll spend a lot of time at the fishing hole i think we got a, a the right amount of zatoichi in this mm-hmm. movie i think we needed more of him less of the brother sister drama oh my god um, yeah, yes. more more of more of his backstory. I, I actually would have liked to see like sort of a parallel lines of them arriving, of their path to arriving in town, and then them becoming friends, and then them having to fight each other. But yeah, he wants to fight Zatoichi out of respect. He knows he's dying. Yeah, like he figures out he's dying, and he's like, I still wanna still wanna fight you because you know because we're men. That's how we do things. <laughs> But then uh, apparently, apparently it, at this point they are drinking at the rival gang's place. Like, yeah. So each one of each one of the swordsmen belongs to a gang at this point, and uh, Zatuichi is at the rival gang's place, and he hears them talking. I don't remember what the fuck they were talking about. They were talking, they were about, talking about strategy. About, or they whatever. were talking about the impending invasion, right. basically. And then Zatuichi's like, "I'm out, bye." And then they try to kill him. And this is this is the cool one of the coolest scenes because it's it's really quick, really awesome. They follow him, and he's just like, "I don't want to, I don't want to fuck," you know. He's just going. But that's what makes Zatuichi so great is because he's such a badass he can easily take these guys down but he always tries to give them an out he he knows he's a badass he knows he can kill him and he tries to talk him out of it they never walk away because he's could. blind yeah, they're, because they think they've yeah. got the upper hand on him, and uh, he always gives them a chance, and they never take it. Was it was that wasn't that cool though? I fucking loved that thing. It's a where great he, fucking scene. He has the lantern, and he blows it out, and he's like, "There, now it's fair." But he's <laughs> he's also on his knees, and then he does the same thing he did to them that he did to the candle. Yeah, it's just like swish swish. Yeah, he like he fall. like swings the sword twice. <laughs> he swings the sword once, spins around, swings it a second time, dodges their blow, and then it's over. That's it. It's over in like two seconds. Like you know, you know what this would lend itself well to like an anime sort of thing oh absolutely Zatoichi would be a great anime character and I don't even like anime but like that scene like you can tell that yeah a lot of yeah I bet there, I bet there's something like that in Ninja Scroll. I've this never one? seen Ninja Scroll, but I've heard it's fucking nuts. You know what we should pitch, or what someone should pitch? We don't have the rights, but someone should pitch Zatoichi Netflix show, man. Well, yeah, they already had that Crouching Tiger show that nobody liked and or watched. I don't think so. Do a Zatoichi one, man. Do a good one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we could. Maybe you could make a series out of just these two assholes, fucking. Because I just want more of that. That's good. Although That's I, good I will say, I will say our um. Our pitch for the uh, Six String Samurai Netflix series is probably better. Oh yeah, maybe well, maybe <laughs> maybe it could be a shared universe. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. Zatoichi meets Six String Samurai, and then we could do a One Arm Swordsman show. And Zatoichi then... meets the One Arm Swordsman and the Six String Samurai. <laughs> And then they form they form an Avengers like group and fight, <laughs> and they fight Godzilla. I guess. <laughs> They team up with Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, shit. And Ultraman. And Ultraman. To fight the Power Rangers. <laughs> 
There's there's a team up. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. Hey, I would definitely watch it. Fan fiction guys, go after it. <laughs> and send it to do some 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 fan fiction yeah, nerd. Make it, they, no, but you know what? The trouble is fan fiction guys get a hold of it. It's gonna become it's gonna become that plus gay porn. <laughs> They're gonna be fucking a lot. Yes. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of dick swinging. And he's gonna be the six dick samurai, not the six <laughs> string samurai. <laughs> the one bald swordsman. <laughs> Oh fuck! What what is Zatuichi then? He's still blind. <laughs> <laughs> Too much jerking off because it's supposed to make you go blind, right? The blind hairy palmed swordsman. <laughs> oh shit! There you go. I'm on board. Get me a meeting. Uh, cool scene. Very awesome. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that scene. I love that the other guy. What's his name again? Hot Hunt. Hiro- Hirote. Hirote. I love that Hirote is like, you want to go watch. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he says to the boss, you want to go watch? The boss he, is like, why? They're going to be back in five minutes. He's like, well, I'm going to go watch. He knows what's going to happen. <laughs> he, yeah, he knows exactly where this is going. Uh, and I don't know how long after this that I wrote this. But again, I skipped over all the drama. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, uh, somebody else does die. This is the second time they scream dead body, dead body. But I can't remember who he is. Oh, oh, it's, because, oh. it's because Ichi, he tells dipshit <laughs> to send two bottles of, of the best sake over to... Uh, Hirote, because he bought him a bunch of sake right that day so i was like you know sign of respect and thank and gratitude and uh so dipshit is like yeah give him two bottles of cheap sake and send it over and then the delivery guy gets beaten to death because that super disrespectful apparently <gasps> yeah it's pretty fucking disrespectful and that scene was actually pretty brutal watching them oh yeah you don't see anything but the the suggestions like they're and then, beating the shit out you know, of this and guy. then you see that they literally beat him to death yeah. which that's yeah it's pretty hardcore you for don't expect a, to see that kind of stuff for this in the 60s yeah yeah it's a very non-gra it's it's not the movie isn't graphic in the least it's all like good the bad and the ugly you know like yeah. guys getting shot going Ugh! <laughs> no see and that i started to like the movie more the second that lantern scene happened when he took out those two guys and yeah. i'm like okay here it is that's what i want yeah right there so i, I started to care more and more it was like reading the hobbit like i didn't give a fu- <laughs> i didn't give a fuck for like the first hundred pages until then, they got out of hobbit <laughs> yeah but then by the time it was over i'm like damn it i need more of that turns out there's three more books and i haven't gotten to those really so. you've never read the lord of the ring no i have them but I'll get i don't there. know if you're i don't know if you're too it, like if you're too far past it now but for me it was it was a really magical experience i'll get there <laughs> have you seen the movies already uh years and years ago when they first hit like stars i had a day where i watched all of them yeah i kind of feel sorry for this generation because like growing up with them makes them just kind of not special you know and and the truth is the truth is like return of the king wasn't that great yeah. it's okay well i wouldn't know it's probably fine i tried to type the word asshole in my notes and i accidentally put an m so it's an ass home <laughs> <laughs> that is the point where you really start to just be like fuck yeah i mean because that scene is so fucking badass yeah too I, quick though it's like v for vendetta it's like the hobbit and v for vendetta no i <laughs> i agree it was very quick but i don't think it was too quick i think it was perfectly quick it needed to be like that quick because it well that demonstrates how deadly zetoichi is because it's the first time we see him kill somebody it's the first time we see him use the sword against a person because up to that point he he even has that moment where he says what i do is just tricks you know where he, he says say that, that he says that to his to his uh you know fuck it keeps escaping me it's like it, Hatomi or Hatono? Hirote. Hirote, thank you. He says that. He says, ah, oh, what I do is just tricks. Turns out those tricks can kill people. Yeah, turns out he's way fucking better than just tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, they all decide Hirote gets, like, actually really, really sick. He's drinking too much damn sake. Yeah, and then he's coughing up blood. Coughing up blood, and there, and he's like, I'm not going to go to war now. Fuck off. Ah. But no, he kind of wants no, to. No, he though. can't he... say shit. It, he's unconscious. <laughs> That's and true. Bedridden. But... Actually, the Yakuza boss, who's his boss, is kind of not as much of a dick as the one who's Zatoichi's boss because he's like, no, look... I understand you can't fight. We're going to fight without you. But I'm going to use a gun. <laughs> yeah, he's like, but I got I got to take care of this blind swordsman. So, you know, I'll just shoot him. But then ever the honorable guy is like, that's not fucking fair. <laughs> yeah, which just makes you like him more and feel so bad that he has to die in the end. But at least he gets the death that he wanted. Yeah. And that 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 is that is a really sweet sword fight between the two of them. He knew he had no fucking chance anyways. Like yeah. even even on a good day, I don't think. Well, yeah, I mean, as as. 
fucked up as he was, I don't think he went in there thinking he was going to win. He went in there thinking he went in there knowing he was going to die, but he wanted to die well. He yes. wanted to die against opponent an opponent that he considered worthy. And none of those guys were worthy. I mean, even <laughs> even the Yakuza boss says, "Look, we're not good swordsmen." He's like, "You can take you can take a hundred of those all by yourself." There there was a line in there about that, but I can't remember who said it. Yeah, no, like he like he killed thirty seven men yeah, right. himself in one battle. He's like, I think he's good for at least thirty. Zatoichi also decides like, oh, he's not fucking, he's not going to be there, right? So why do you need me? Like, you don't need me. Or no, no, the, oh, no, no, the, the, uh, the Yakuza boss is like, yeah. oh, we don't need your ass. And he's like, but I'm still keeping the three. No, and the boss is a <laughs> dick about it too. He's like, well, lucky for me, it looks like we're not going to need you because that guy, <laughs> that guy has consumption. He's like, yeah, well, the deposit's not coming. You're not getting <laughs> yeah, your deposit It's non-refundable. <laughs> <laughs> and the Yakuza boss That's is like, fun. you fucking freeloader. That guy's a dick. Does he die? No, he no, gets away. No, he make- gets away. And I, I think that's I think that's really appropriate to this series because ultimately it's not a series that deals in the false hope of the good guy coming out on top because that Ichi isn't a good guy. He's a, a better guy than most, but he's not a good guy and he doesn't pretend he's a good guy. He's a hustler. He's playing the system. He's he's like Yojimbo. He's he's a better guy than most of the bad guys he's surrounded with, but he knows that that doesn't make him a good person. And he even has that glorious speech where he's talking to the Yakuza boss at the end and he says, we live on the outside of society and you have the balls to think that you can stand with your face in the sun. And basically he's saying you should at least have the, you should at least have the self-awareness to know that you should be ashamed of who you are because you're <laughs> well, a piece of shit. Well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> My next note is finally the fighting is fucking started. <laughs> After that whole thing. So they decide they're going to go to war without Zatoichi and uh, Hitomi. Hirote. Hirote. <laughs> Fuck. Hitomi is probably a woman's name too in Japanese. Yeah, I don't know. Hirote. So Hirote and Ichi are out of it, but neither... Well, Ichi knows that Hirote is out of it. Hirote doesn't know Ichi's out of it, and he knows his boss is going to use the gun to kill him, so he's like, all right, I'll come fight. Just leave the gun here. Yes, yeah. And then it, right before Zatoichi goes, that's when they. That's when him and that chick have the conversation oh I love you and she tries to kiss him and then he's like nope he like does the thing push, <laughs> yeah. just push she's like nah. and it, it was not gentle it wasn't sweet either he no just, it was he looked grossed out a little yeah. bit and it was kind of funny <laughs> no it's it's a it's a great scene because yeah he doesn't entertain the idea of actually going along with it for a second yeah there was nothing there there was no romantic anything in that one and she's full of shit anyway so I don't yeah know. he recognizes that she doesn't really love him she's using the idea of she's convincing herself that she loves him in order to get the fuck out of a bad situation. He's not going to lie to her and pretend <laughs> like he can offer her something better because That's he true. can't. He can't because he's also yeah. a gangster. He's also a piece of shit yeah. and he knows it. But he he has that level of self-awareness, which is what makes him fucking awesome. Aside from the fact that he can, you know, kill a bunch of guys with his rapid... Char- Character-wise. Awesome sword. Awesome. It's what makes his character <laughs> awesome. And then he's also got the awesome sword skills. So, you know, it's like he's a double threat. They finally get together on this bridge. It has to be a well, bridge sword fight. Uh, okay. I mean, if we're... If we're but doing yeah, the no, if we're doing the me. recap, Ichigo's basically he goes he he's heard how how bad Hirote what a bad situation Hirote's in. So he goes to see him and he meets the little kid who's been attending to him, and the kid is like, Oh no, he went to battle. And, oh, right. and so he's and so Zatoichi is like oh shit, I got to get out there. I don't know exactly why he went out there. Like, did he go out there because he knew he had to face him? Because he was like, all right, let's let's just do this or what? I See, I missed a lot of these scenes. I'm not 100% reason. sure of what his motivation in this is. It was probably that we're friends and I don't want you to get killed by somebody else. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he understands that he understands the, what what is it? The Bushido code yeah. or something. He understands the code. He, he definitely would be in a position to understand this guy doesn't want to die at the hands of these douchebags <laughs> he's gonna at least want me to take him out he liked the guy he, he genuinely liked the guy and so consequently he wants to give the guy the death he deserves which you know for for men in that line of work at that time is uh one of the great acts of kindness they're capable of a death in battle a glorious death a glorious against a death. worthy opponent and he's the worthiest even though he's blind probably especially because he's blind and can do all that <laughs> stuff 
Yeah, and then and then we get that glorious battle scene, which I I oh man, I just fucking loved it. I cried. I I wept. I wept manly tears like, of admiration for the respect. whole the whole fight scene, or just no the, for the ending. Just those With, two. The, that that close that closing. He's weeping over the body, and and he said he says that thing to him. He's, he said, "How exactly did he phrase it? It was I like don't even remember. <laughs> I didn't want to die at the hands of these basically like jackasses. <laughs> he he used a, he used a different word. I can't." I can't remember what it was but yeah he was like i didn't want one of them to kill me yeah it was a quick little sword fight which again i kind of wanted to mm, i wanted a little more since since he's also supposed to be real good yeah i don't know it, w- it would have been great but. it would have been great for it to for it to go on that's the thing that hollywood doesn't understand at this point that they need to get back to i think hollywood really needs to get back to and kids specifically i'm really glad i watched this with my son because he's grown up with like fucking marvel movies and stuff which right. i i like the marvel movies i'm not down on them but they need and the marvel Marvel movies, the modern Star Wars movies, all those movies, they need to understand a battle scene with emotional weight is so much better than a battle scene with pitch perfect choreography that goes on for 45 minutes. But that's not really what the Marvel movies are for. I understand that, (laughs) but... For example, did you watch Captain Marvel? You should. Still haven't yet. It's a really fucking good movie. And the final battle scene between her and the dude she has a battle with is fucking great because it doesn't drag on with all this ridiculous choreography and stuff. It cuts to the chase and cuts to the emotional core of her character. And that's what makes for a great final fight scene. That's that. That's the reason Tony Stark's ending in Endgame is so fucking awesome. Because even though that whole battle was stupid as shit, and it was stupid as but shit. But it was awesome. No, what was awesome <laughs> was his moment. That had emotional weight. Well, yeah, no, that I enjoyed that. That was awesome. But the epic nature of it just makes me all giddy. I don't know, man. I, I like, like it. Like, I, I just, I couldn't take myself out of the fact that it was just action for the sake of action because the truth is it could have been over at any of a hundred times and no well, intelligence, yeah. no intelligent strategist <laughs> would have fought it that way. By all rights, they should have either lost that battle immediately or won that battle immediately. But then we wouldn't have what you said, 45 minutes of awesome, awesome. Which I don't fucking like. I'm so sick of it. I want to see, I want to see a final battle with emotional weight. And yes, I will give you that final moment. I am Iron Man. Fuck. Boom. That was fucking next level epic. That was glorious. But I would have liked to see to see it get there in a logical manner. And I would much rather have lost all of the action that led up to it and gotten that emotional moment and it been pure. You're talking about logic in a, in a Marvel then have then have gotten this giant meaningless <laughs> spectacle because what had meaning was that emotional moment not the spectacle because spectacle no. doesn't mean anything anymore and that's what's great about this battle sequence it's not overdone it's not a 45 minute perfectly chore the truth is the choreography has a lot of problems like if you look at it on a technical level it's good but it's good only if you look at it in the context of the time it was made when they had to be very careful about how they use the swords because you could literally hurt you could literally kill somebody <laughs> even with a fake sword you could really hurt somebody and they had to make it look just right because they couldn't do camera tricks and shit like that you know they didn't have cgi or anything like that so only if you look at it in the context of the time it was made is the choreography good but it carries such emotional weight that it's a fucking awesome scene start to finish because it doesn't exhaust you it gives you exactly what you need and by the time it's over you feel emotionally invested and yeah like i said i was fucking crying when that when that scene ended well i do realize after after like especially after the movie's over this is not an action movie it's like rocky it's more it's more about that moment you are right there's some action scenes in it it's not really an action movie it's a character drama and there again. are some great action in all of the zatoichi movies i've watched like i said i've only watched like three other ones besides this one but in all of the ones i've watched there are some great action moments the the action moments that they have they do they do continue to get better it's the emotional weight of the character that is so compelling i think i love zatoichi as a character so it I, I didn't even realize he got he got him. I thought he just kind of. I thought they were like hugging for a second. No, yeah. <laughs> but he did the he did the candle trick. Yep. Somehow, I but I don't know what happened to him. Maybe he got stabbed in the stomach or something. That was the impression I got. Yeah, but he's dead, and he lays him down gently, like he's gonna fucking bed him. And he covers his face. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very emotional scene. It's glorious. Then once that shit's all over, once once you're done shedding your manly tears, <laughs> then the, all the all the douchebags 
douchebag yakuza's are inspired and rout the enemy while the boss is hiding in a fucking boat like a, <laughs> yeah like the loser piece of shit he is he got him he got him and then they all fucking take out the leftover other guys which is also a brutal scene because all you see is them just gathering around him and just, just raising their hacking swords him and to slamming death. Him yeah yeah it's pretty brutal for the era good stuff though uh and then zatoichi's gonna leave now yeah he's done he's he's over this shit so he leaves he goes to the house boy that uh kid let's not skip one of the most Ooh, significant what, what scenes, happens which I'm is stuff which is where he confronts the boss oh right, and the right, boss right. is you know like sell basically the boss is celebrating everybody's drinking and hooting and hollering they're having a grand old time and man ichi just ain't having it he's <laughs> and he slices that he slices oh, yes, that yes uh, i forgot that giant that giant tub of uh sake or whatever it is he just slices that fucker right in half and it <laughs> spills all over the place and then he gives him that he gives him that chastising speech about how yakuza to, yakuza live on the outside of society because they refuse to conform to its laws so we have to have our own code and how dare you you walk in the sun like you're like you can hold your head high and you know basically you're a piece of shit you should not forget that and then he takes his money and he throws it down at his oh yeah okay yeah off. that's right i'm glad you remember he that refunds because... the deposit yep because i forgot about that too yeah now we get to the house boy now we get to the house boy he goes to the house boy and he uh he gives him the money that he's that he's that he took from those guys in that uh what's the name of that dice game i have no idea i it's... feel like i've heard the name before but i can't remember what it is for the life of me anyway he takes all the money that he they took off him in that dice game and he gives it to the kid and says this is this is to bury him this is to bury uh hirote hirote yeah. and he also says i don't want the memory of this fucking sword which is his cane sword yeah and he says bury it with him i'll come back in a year to pay my respects and maybe presumably get the sword back theoretically I, I'm, I'm guessing he does because like i said uh he did use the same sword in every movie i mean he doesn't need a cane because he is blind he just yeah and, so. and, and then he goes into the woods and he gets a stick and just uses that to navigate his way through the woods and leaves miss hot stuff sitting on the highway waiting for him good fuck her and i would oh god i would so fuck her. oh she's so cute and that's when he gets attacked by that guy i just said some asshole attacks him no it's the brother but it is the brother it is the brother he comes he comes up tries to ambush him from behind turns out ichi doesn't need a sword to lay a motherfucker out and then he falls into the <laughs> bog and gets sucked down in the and I was mark. very confused by that. I'm like, can, these guys can sword fight and murder people, but they can't swim. I'm very confused by this. It was definitely a bog. I mean, that that water was really funky. And so presumably he got stuck in the mud on, at the bottom and got sucked down. That's okay. Fuck that guy. And then we get that great line from him, you know, probably some worthless nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yep yeah this is one of those movies that i found it was hard to pay attention to but it was still good you know it's kind of one of those yeah i understand yeah. especially you know i i wouldn't want to watch one of these movies tired Ugh, i was so tired yeah it's not the kind of movie you'd want to watch tired because it is a melodrama in a lot of ways i mean it's 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 got a solid heaping of that japanese melodrama going on but i but it's a good one and i love the character of zatoichi ever since the first time i saw him i i just immediately loved him first time i saw him was in that 2003 movie movie that i only watched half of for some reason <laughs> and i didn't know it was part of an older long-running series so you so you watched the um the remake yeah mm. part of it i have it i haven't seen the I remake just, i haven't I seen the remake i was aware of it but yeah haven't seen it but yeah if we're talking about or if we're talking about favorite uh martial arts movies characters zatoichi is my guy he's my number one he's my ichi he's your ichi your ichi what balls <laughs> ichi means number one. Oh, i don't know these things <laughs> I'm, this is America. We speak American here. <laughs> so what are your final okay. thoughts? Okay. You know, I wasn't so sure about it, but then, you know, we're talking about it and I enjoyed the ending so much that I fucking, I kind of want to go and I want to watch more of these things. I don't know why. <laughs> But it's one of those that, yeah, if you don't, if you don't watch, if you don't try to fucking binge watch them all at the same time, you'll probably enjoy them. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this is a great Sunday afternoon movie. Mm -hmm. Tadoichi that, is a great that's Sunday afternoon movie. That's when I watched movie. it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it was good. Uh, the rest of the family would hate them to death, but... <laughs> My son loved it, and I was really, I was really pleased that he did because I didn't think he would. Oh, that's good. And yeah, just it's, it's not an action movie. Keep that in mind. There's, yeah, there's some cool bits of it's, stuff in it, but yeah. but yeah, there is some, there is some glorious action, but yes, not an action movie. And remember, Netflix remake this shit. Do my story. Yeah, man. Fuck. If you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking for a for a sweet property that has some name recognition, but really you could do whatever you want with it. There you go. All right, what are we doing now? Are we done? We're doing, so, we're doing social. <laughs> 
social media. <laughs> oh, God. Audible. My brain doesn't work. Yeah, go Audible. Audible. Hey, folks, you want to support the show? Why don't you go over to audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across Hollywood and start your free trial. Get a free book of your choice as well as two Audible originals and they're yours to keep even if you don't con- decide to continue your membership. And you'll be supporting the show. So, yeah, once again, audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across Hollywood. And uh, I just finished reading Dead Moon by, I believe it's Peter Kleins. And uh, it's a story of a zombie invasion in a on a moon base in the what? 23rd century. He loves his zombies, doesn't he? And it is ridiculous and fun and awesome and i completely recommend it if you're into that kind of thing dead moon by peter Kleins, or really any of those books by peter Peter Kleins writes some fun books he wrote a really good book called uh, the fold and then before that he wrote a book called 14 he didn't just do x heroes though no he did not just do x heroes <laughs> although i uh i did read x heroes and i recommend x heroes again if you like zombie stories it's and zombies superheroes su- it's zombies and versus superheroes i read the first one and i have a couple of the other ones but i really want to break into those i ones. will say that is probably his worst book really yeah i liked it a lot that is that is probably his worst book because the ending the ending is a little ridiculous and it sort of ignores that one character really could have ended that whole story faster it, it, it suffers from it from uh yeah. end game syndrome in that they prolong they prolong the action and when really it should have been over a lot sooner just be just based on what one of those heroes could have done i'm probably gonna completely forget this conversation by the time i actually end up reading it again <laughs> but yeah he, he's got he's got so he's got the x hero series which is basically zombies versus superheroes and then he's got the um the series that uh 14 and the fold and dead moon are in which is sort of a parallel universe it, it, it's almost almost a Lovecraftian world in which you have the real world that is right next door to this parallel universe that people are able to access with like Lovecraftian demons <laughs> running the entire universe and it's it's super dark and fucked up and it's really good. That sounds awesome. Peter Kleins. Look him up. If any of what I just said sounds interesting check him out and go to audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across Hollywood and really get whatever book you fancy uh, and support the show. Huh? Thanks. How about social media man? Okay. If you want to follow us on some social media you can do that on everything at the shark pod and if you feel like giving us some money you know what we've been slacking eventually we are going to have these commentaries whatever letter kenny episode breakdown cobra kai episode breakdown i have some plans but anyways if you want to if you want to donate to the cause you can do so at patreon.com slash sharks cross hollywood we'll have some stuff up there for you all right so hey i think we're done for this week what do you think yeah i I don't know why i'm asking yeah why not (laughs) fuck it all right so until next time stay jossom